too. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Hardworking Happy Hour. I'm Sean. And I'm Catherine. And as always, we'll be breaking down all things trades, entrepreneurship, and turning your creativity into a passion career. And I'm not even going to mention the intro song. We're just going to table that <laughs> until uh, further notice. It'll be done when you hear the song. <laughs> anyway, what's going on? How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing very well. Last week, we were recording this while you were on vacation. Yes. Not a very uh, glamorous vacation. It was just at home, but refreshing. Oh, yeah. It was great. It was great? It was great, yeah. You came back refreshed and ready Ready to go? Ready to hit the pavement. No. Hit the ground running. Hit the ground running, yeah. Hit the pavement. That doesn't sound nice. Uh, No, yeah. I felt great. I think that, you know, I haven't really taken any kind of significant vacation in a very long time. So I think it's important to just take a couple days every once in a while and just, you know, hit refresh. I had a lot of things to do. Yeah. Personally. Personal wise. Yes. So I got that all in order. Nice. So yeah, I feel good. That's great. Are you going to take some days? No, <laughs> never, <laughs> never, never right. will take any days off. Um, probably some sort of personal control issue that I have. <laughs> uh, you know what I would love to do what? at some point? Just have like a three day nap. Hmm. Just like have no responsibilities where I can just like lay down. That sounds nice. Yeah. You know, you should do that. I can't. I have, a, I have a child. I have a young child. Vacation. You don't from think work. you could talk to him? Talk him into that too? Nah, he's not really into that at this stage of life. Mm. He's more into like doing anything but that. Yeah. So hard sell. Yeah. I anyway. hear when I feel like that's a like when your kids get sick. Yeah. And then they like to like be sweet and cuddly. Yeah. That's when you gotta you gotta Wait team it up. Sick. Yeah. Time up your, okay. your thing with that. I think. Wonderful. All right. Well, that's great. I'm glad to. Uh, you know, you're doing some self-care. Definitely. Self-care, yeah. preemptive uh, self-care before burnout. Yes. Which is always good. Yeah. Always good. And uh, this week, we are going to talk about, what are we talking about? Managing expectations. Yeah. In what In what sense? Within yourself. Okay. Within your business. Yes. And... With clients. With clients. Beautiful. I forgot that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seemed like you forgot that. Uh, it's a very important topic. Yeah. And this was at the suggestion of Mr. Scott Kelly. So shout out yeah. to him. Appreciate Thanks, that. Uh, it is a very important thing in all of those aspects, really. Yeah. Uh, I think especially when it comes to clients, mm-hmm. that's the thing that... Mm-hmm. I think most people are going to be able to relate to the yeah. expectations of yourself and of the business as a whole, I think aren't really focused on as much. It's more of a vague, like meta thing. You know, people yeah. don't really like sit down and be like, what are my expectations for myself? What right. are the expectations of my business? You know, they have goals, they have all this kind of stuff, but um, I think it's important to talk about. Yeah one of those things that's always like evolving too so it's good to just kind of you know touch base with it yeah tap into it every once in a while and just check in with yourself but before we don't get too deep into that yeah today is uh as we are recording this it is cinco de mayo so we are drinking more like cinco de drinko yeah uh we are drinking dos equis you picked up some dos equis we are drinking dos equis do you know how i came upon that choice uh, I don't know. You called me and said, I'm either going to get Corona or Modelo. 
came with Dos Equis, So I also said, are you also okay if I go rogue and get a third choice? Yes, and you, you said yes. Yes. This is one of those rogue third choices. Okay. So I went into the store. I saw the Corona and I said, nah, too played out. Okay, yeah. Too played out. Sure, yeah. Then I looked at the Modelo. Always draws my eye. It's got that nice gold foil on top. Beautiful, yeah. We've Feels already fancy. had that before here. Okay, yeah. So then I was like, hmm, Presidente. That okay. looks good. Let's get that. Grabbed it. Mm-hmm. Pulled it out of the cooler. It's actually from Dominican Republic. Oh. Cinco de Mayo is a Mexican holiday. Yep. So I went with the Dos Equis, <laughs> which is, is a Mexican fact, lager. A lager especial. Crafted in Mexico, yeah. That means special lager. Um, but they don't even really celebrate Cinco de Mayo in Mexico, right? I don't know. It's like an American holiday. I don't know. Who knows? From what I've heard, that it's just kind of like an American drinking holiday, but... Well, we're I feel like Americans are really it. good at doing that, like with St. Paddy's Day and also yeah. now Cinco de Mayo. Like we just love taking other people's holidays and then turning them into like drinking fests. <laughs> <laughs> and it works out Fun. great for us when it falls on a Friday because <laughs> we do a podcast where we also drink yeah. sometimes. So. Who doesn't love a reason to have a beer and some tacos? I'm with it. That's true. That's true. Maybe I'll have some tacos tonight. Talk about a good time. Oh, okay. All right. Do you want to do you want to jump into this? Yeah, let's get into it. Might as well jump into this. Uh, where should we start? Should we start with let's the start with clients because I feel like that's yeah a good precursor to mm-hmm. the more in depth introspective conversation. Right. Sure, yeah. So, client expectations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is, I believe, a big disconnect a lot of times between the contractor and the client. And I think it can get like a, a contractor can lose sight of the fact that they do this all the time. A client doesn't do this all the time. Yeah. So you can almost get numb to like all of the little details that a client doesn't really know. You're like, oh, that's common sense. Of course, they know that we're going to do X, Y, Z, and then we're going to do this next, and this is you know, the next stage. But I think you can't communicate enough. You can't, like, there's no such thing as really over-communicating your mm-hmm. process and uh, the things that are going to fall on the client and the things that are going to fall on the contractor and where those responsibilities lie within the project that you're really doing together. So... What do you think about like balancing out the amount of communication? Because it's it's difficult to cut out the time to like constantly be communicating yeah. with clients. Because a lot of times the the important communication needs to happen before you get to the job. So sure, yeah. you're on another job. You're communicating with that client. So sometimes it's easy to get it pushed off right. for the future clients. How do you think people should try to manage that better? I, you know, I wish I had like some really profound answer to this that would be like just really changing people's lives. But I feel like this is one of the things in the trades that comes solely from experience, like managing people's expectation because you can, you're going to mess up at first. You're going to, things are going to like, while you're still like learning your own processes and like you're, you're getting your own own stuff under control, you're going to learn from like miscommunications with previous clients, you know, like there's so much about what we do that we could just Google it. Like if, you know, if you're building a deck and something about building, you have a question on hurricane clips or whatever, you can just Google it and find your answer. But when it comes to like something as like nuanced as like client 
expectations. Yeah. Every single person is different. You need to also like take care of yourself in these situations. So like how you learn to do that is really nuanced. So I feel like it's one of those things just really comes with experience. You have to trial and error, like how you communicate with clients. You can't let them dictate how you do things. Like it also has to be your process Yeah. with these clients. So I feel like it really is. It just comes down to working it out, like working through it, you know? Yeah. I think that's a good point because there are so many different facets to this. Like it, you can't just like have a prescription of like, these are the times that I talk to the client. These right. are the bits of information that I must give them. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, yeah, start with some sort of like, okay, this is how the process starts. You know, yeah. you do this, then uh, you pay for say a design and then we get it back to you within this amount of time, all of that kind of stuff. And then you're always still going to have those things that happen on a job because every job is a little bit different that at the end of the job, you can reflect on it and be like, you know, maybe the client was upset about something. Maybe Mm -hmm. um, there was a delay at some point in the project because of a miscommunication or a lack of communication. So I think that is a good point that you're you're always going to be evolving the way that you do it. Mm-hmm. Every job is going to be a little bit different. Every client's going to be a little bit different yeah. with the amount of communication they want. So I think it's something that you just have to be mindful of. Yeah. Know that you're never going to be perfect with it. There's mm-hmm. always going to be things that arise, but as long as you are reflecting on it and you're adapting, you're going to get better. And hopefully you don't have that same issue with a bunch of clients down the road because you learn from that one thing. Yeah, you'll have an issue with something else probably, but right. it's not going to be that same thing. You've learned from it. You've grown. You've adapted. And you've overcome. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Great job. Great job. <laughs> great job. Yeah, I feel like um, with a lot of our clients, there are things like I think that you have a very good way of setting it up um, that you kind of just make like design choices on the fly and people yeah. are usually okay with that. Um, and I, every time it happens, I'm always like, you know, should we call a client on that? Like, should we, you know, let them have a say in it? And then I feel like because we've set it up in a way that like, we kind of just do those things because design is your thing. Yeah. You are the designer. You're on site every single day. Yeah. I think that other builders wouldn't necessarily have that luxury. So I always like, that always comes into my mind. Like at what point should we let them know or like just do it and then be like, Ooh, do you like it? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like that's always what comes to my brain when I think about like managing client expectations. That's, that's a good point. That's a very good point. That's, a, that's maybe your second good point already. Uh, two good to points. A great start. <laughs> two points for Catherine. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't think I've, I've really reflected on that too much that, uh, a lot of times I am just kind of like, yeah, we're going to do this. Like I'm making the decision. The client's yeah. not making the decision. And there is kind of like a, a, at what point is the decision big enough where yeah. it's something you need to run by the client? Because yes, the client has hired us mostly because of our designs yeah. and they trust us on that kind of going into it. But also mm-hmm. there are, I was going to say million, but that's obviously an exaggeration. Hundreds of little design choices throughout the course of a project as far as like, okay, how are we going to terminate this border and where does the next one 
pick up. There's a couple different ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Like I could have the client come out and be like, look, these are the different ways to do it. It yeah. would take like hours to like maybe mock something up and right. show them and still like, they're like, I don't know. I can't really see what, I don't know. So yeah. like those things, like you've hired me to design this, to build this. Those are the decisions I'm going to make. And it's going to be, that's, that's how it's going to be the best. Yeah. I'm the designer. The client's not the designer. Right. I'm the designer. Right. Right. And we, you know, we are a design build company. So that's yes. like part of, part of the service. And there's already a, like, usually a number of other conversations where the client up to that point has been like, Oh, whatever you decide, you know? Yeah. So I feel like you kind of get a good gauge as you go along, but there is still that balance of like, okay, well, when is that? Cause we had a job not too long ago that, you did something kind of funky with a design. We installed it. And then they texted you later and were like, you know what? Actually, <laughs> no, 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 don't like that yeah. anymore. Can you fix it? Yeah. So, you know, there is always that. You yeah. Know, things and can come up, but. That was something that uh, you're talking about the, the stone yeah. around the. Yeah. How it kind of like was kind of like cut away and yeah. we had the <clears throat> deck boards intersect with it. That was something I ran by them like, hey, I yeah. think this is going to be really cool. Let's try it. And I said, worst case, we could just do it how we had it in the design. Yeah. And I knew with that client, like they were a little bit more, I'd say traditional to an extent. Yeah. So I knew that it was going to be a risky move. I wasn't totally sure that they were going to go for it. I loved it. Mm -hmm. But that also led us to do it again on another project. And I could kind of like show that little piece and say, this is kind of the... Uh, inspiration for the installation that I'm thinking. So yeah. Uh, hmm. What What do you think are some some key points of a project that need expectations to be set? Um. Did that make sense? How I just asked you that question. I think I understand. I'll answer it, and then you tell me if I understand. Oh, perfect. I love this game. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, uh, budget. Anything revolving yeah. around money needs to be like expectations need to be laid out. Yeah. yeah. Like very, very clearly. Yes. And that can be very complicated, especially when you're like bidding something out well in advance and the prices of things change and you know, yeah. you know, they cha- they make one small little change, but it adds a week in labor onto it. Like yep. those changes need to be explicitly stated and a change order needs to be done. So it is like, we're all on the same page here, right? Because, yeah. you know, money is serious. Like that's something people take very seriously. And I feel like that's yeah. like the first thing that will break a relationship is if people feel like they're being taken advantage of or like even if it's something little with money, yeah, it's just easier to be sensitive about that kind of stuff. So if you feel like you're being taken advantage of in any kind of way, yeah. people are, it's just going to, you know, ruin that relationship. So I always just say, number one, money. Hey, uh, client. You know, money is just a social construct, right? It doesn't even mean anything. <laughs> you can't take it with you when you die. Yeah, just Put numbers it on, on a screen, bro. <laughs> it's just numbers on a screen. Uh, no, good point. Three oh, good points. Oh my God, three? I'm up to three? Three points for Catherine. Thank you. You've had several as well. Oh, really? Thanks. So. Okay, retroactively, just give me a couple good points. Thank yeah. you so much. Budget, I think, great point there. Still the same point. You're still at three points. Uh, Thank you <laughs> for the clarity. Also money, be clear with points yes, given out. <laughs> yes. Money is a very serious topic. Mm-hmm. It is, it's something that at some point 
the expectation needs to be set. And I think a lot of people go into the process like waiting for the very last minute to give like that number. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, they'll talk to the client and they'll be like, okay, yeah, what do you want? And they'll like, you know, and they won't talk about budget yet. And I think it's changing a little bit where more contractors are pushing to have that budget conversation like right in the beginning. But it is something that, you know, people talk to a client and they're like, okay, you know, what are you thinking? All right, come up with some ideas. You know, they'll put up, put together an estimate. They'll, you know, be like, all right, well, here's where we're starting at. And then it's like, you know, three more interactions with the client to be like, okay, well, everything included, like this is what you're at. Yeah. And then you kind of wasted all this time when you could have just set the expectation right from the beginning with a couple qualifying questions like, okay, you want this, this, and this, you're going to be in this range here to here somewhere around there and just giving them like that ballpark of what to expect. You can either move forward with that client or they can say, wow, I didn't know it was going to cost that much or we're not ready to do anything like that. So I think the more time that you can spend into having that conversation as soon as possible. And a lot of people say, well, how do I know? Like, you know, I don't have a design yet. I don't have this. Like, Look at your past projects, show them examples of that and say, this one was this much, this one was this much. And you can start to get an idea. And I feel like we've become pretty good at like throwing out a range. Like, okay, you want a roof, you want... And then they start talking about accessories. They want heaters, they want a fireplace, they want all of this stuff. I'm like, okay, like you're really pushing the budget up there. This is where your expectation should be. Yeah. If it's not there, let's reassess. Let's make some changes to what you're going to expect with a design that mm-hmm. I come back with. Yeah. So. And I think when you're, if you're pitching things to a client, like let's say somebody contacts you and they, they, you know, they tell you what they want ideally. And in your mind, you're thinking, oh, this is like a $50,000 deck. And they're like, okay, my budget is $10,000. If you, you know, if you're like, oh my God, like this is ridiculous. Like uh, my services are $50,000. Like that's crazy. If you treat them like that, um, you're always going to be that person who's too expensive. So even when they are able to afford the $50,000 deck, they're not going to contact you because you are, you're, you're the too expensive person. You know what I mean? So I feel like if you manage expectations right off the bat with like, you know, this is the ballpark you're in, it'll be like less of a blow and then you won't be that, you know, I feel like that's a, that's an easy way to ruin a conversation. If like you don't, you yeah. Know, meet in that kind of way too. Well, like you're having that first initial consultation with a person. Yeah. It's always easier to break that news to them. Well, it's, it's not easier to break that news to them, like say over the phone or in person, just saying like, okay, this is realistically, you're looking at say starting at $50,000. Like yeah. that is kind of a, a hard conversation to start having, mm-hmm. but it's a lot better. And it's, even as shocked as somebody might be, if you're way out of their range, it's still going to be received better than like, okay, yeah, let me run some numbers. Let me get back to you, send you an estimate, right? a formal proposal that it's like, they open an email and it's like, oh my God, what? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Because then if you just told them right up front, then they could say, oh wow, like I wasn't expecting it to be that much. Then you can be right there and you could say, okay, well, what is it exactly you're looking for? Like, mm-hmm. let's see if we can get some of like the core functionality that you're looking for with some less expensive options. Right. Maybe what you actually need isn't $50,000. Maybe we can be closer to 10. Right. I mean, that's a pretty big 
yeah. chasm there. But, right. you know, having that conversation instead of, you know, you send out that thing at $50,000 and they wanted to spend 10 conversation over yeah. the, you know, they might email you back and be like way out of our budget. Mm-hmm. Thanks for your time. Yeah. At best. Yeah. So, but I feel like that, like when it happens like that, it always like switches something in somebody's brain where they're like that company, even if it like, even if it's just because they had no idea of price, like you yeah. are still the too expensive company. Yeah. And then that's what they're going to tell all the people like, you know, yeah. They're like, oh, what did you think of X, Y, and Z deck building? I'm like, oh, they're too expensive. Even yeah. if it's like, you know, it's just like a feeling. It's a vibe that people get. Yeah. Even if it's not based in reality, it's just like a, oh, that company's too expensive. They're too expensive. You know what I mean? They're crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So budget, very important thing yeah. to set clear expectations on. What's another thing? Yeah. Um. Let me think. Let me see if you're going to say exactly what I'm thinking. What do you think? Oh, what do you got? I don't know. Now I'm trying to think of what you would say. <laughs> Just go with it. What do you got? What do you got? Um, 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 uh, I don't know. Quality. That's exactly what I was, was going to say. No, it's not actually. <laughs> uh, I was going to say timeline. Oh, okay. one, right? that's a good right, one. Right. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, timeline. <laughs> do you want to talk about quality or timeline? <laughs> timeline. Yeah. Quality was just a guess that, you know, yeah. I feel, expect- like, I feel like you're, I feel like yeah. everyone should have the expectation that it's going <laughs> to be quality, quality work yeah. and you should just deliver right. that. That one that, probably doesn't need to be talked about that true. much with a client. I agree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> timeline. Timeline. <laughs> that is a good one. On That's the other hand. One? Good one. Great one. Even. Good point. You do get a point for that. Thank yes. you so much. <laughs> uh, timeline. That's something, again, I like to talk about right out of the gate. Yeah. Uh, because that can be a huge disqualifier for somebody like, oh, well, we have this graduation party that, Right. Has to be done for. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I'm spending $100,000 on this backyard is for this party. See, when I say it like that, it seems ridiculous. It's, it's, and it's a lot like of times when clients come up with that, I'm like, well, it's a big, you're going to have it for many, many <laughs> years. So I understand, but try not to rush it. Good luck with it. Um, <laughs> but that can be a huge disqualifier. Like yeah. uh, a lot of people might reach out in the spring and they're like, we want to enjoy it this summer. Yeah. And they're not the type of people that are going to be able to wait until say the fall or the winter or even the next spring to be able to enjoy it. They want it this summer. Like they have the money now they're ready to get this project underway, get it built. So being able to set the expectation from the very beginning of, Hey, I just want to put this out there. If everything were to go well and say we came out with a quote and a design today and you said yes and gave us deposit right this second, you'd be looking at say September, whatever it is, you can set that expectation for them so they can react to it and say, that's not going to work for me. Or a lot of times people say, ah, that's fine. I'm not in a huge rush. Yeah. But then there's always those, those certain people that are like, I'm not in a huge rush. Take your time. Take your time. Mm-hmm. Until they're like, well, what's taking so long? <laughs> so you always have to be wary of that Two weeks after as well. they say that. They're, yeah. 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 That That is a good one. And I think that, I like the way that we do it now. It's like, you will be enjoying your backyard by next, next summer yeah. or something. Like we give them like a season, like, you know, timelines change and, you know, but like, yeah. you'll you'll be enjoying it by next summer. It's going to, the memories are going to last a <laughs> lifetime. So 
just enjoy what you have right now and it's going to make what we build even better (laughs) if you have to spend another sad year in this boring (laughs) backyard. Uh, But that's one of those things where I think people like to, and even me, they like to overcommit. They love to overcommit. They want to be a people pleaser. They want to say, and it, it's usually not ill-intentioned. A lot of times it's like, yeah, I think, you know, that job's probably going to go really well, the one that we have after the next one. And then we have that, and I think we can get that done, like, maybe over the weekend. And, (laughs) yeah, we should be able to do this. No problem. Right. And then in reality, it's like, that's not reality. Right. You're months, you know, beyond what you said. Yeah, we could probably do it then. Yeah. And that just, right off the bat, puts you in an awkward situation where their expectation was that you were going to start here. You even said, yeah, I think we can. And then sometimes contractors will say, okay, well, I really promised that we'd be starting in June. Let's go over and demo the deck and <laughs> build the, and pour the footing right. so that we can get, you know, say we started. Mm-hmm. And then they get in this trap of bouncing between 10 different jobs because they've done this 10 other times. Right. And everything takes longer. And a job that was supposed to take two weeks takes five months. And at that point, you have chosen the greater of two evils. Right. You have stuck to the commitment of when you're going to start, but you have taken forever to finish it. And yes. they're not going to be happy. So, yeah. Set that expectation from the beginning. If it changes along the way, reset that expectation as soon as possible. And that's all you can do. Yeah. Because things are still going to change. You can set the best intentioned expectation of timeline. That is still probably in our, in our experience, it's probably still going to change a little bit. Um, but try to reset that expectation as soon as possible. Yeah. And I think people don't like usually understand how long you're like these things take while you're there. Like we're there every day on some of these projects and sometimes we're still there for like two months. And it's annoying to have people at your house every day, making a bunch of noise, tearing up your yard, parking all their cars all over the place. Like it's more annoying than people usually realize. So I think that that's another good conversation to have too. Like we're going to be here for a while. We're going to tear up your yard. We'll fix it. You know, but for a while you're going to be living in a little bit of a mess and yep. You know, we, we try to do our best to keep things clean, but like the dingo tears up a lawn as soon as it goes on it. So it's like, yeah. you know, your your yard's going to look like a mess. There's going to be a bunch of dirt everywhere. A bunch of dirt. A bunch of dirt. A bunch of dirt everywhere. A lot of these people have kids and like in the, right now we have this like giant open trench in the backyard for a gas line. And my mind is just like, oh my God, they have kids. Like the, the kid's going to break their leg in this trench. So I think that. Why didn't you bring that up? You didn't say anything about that. Well, I assume everyone, you know, everyone saw the trench. Yeah. And I was actually more worried. Their kids are a little bit older, so I'm not totally worried about them. But Sarah, yeah. your wife and your son came today. I was like, oh, God, poor little Max is going to run around. But he didn't. So it was fine. Yeah. I carried him because it was so money. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to, you know. I also figured that. But didn't have to, you know, didn't want to deal with that. Right. But the, I feel like that's another thing to talk about. Like, yeah. How much it's real. And like, we're just doing backyards. When people do stuff inside, yeah. That's like such a conversation to have, like how people are going to keep areas clean and when you know, you're going to be able to use it. Yeah. Or today we had to turn off gas line, which affected their hot water heater. So it's like, yeah, you know, all of these things are definitely conversations to, to be, be had. had, especially beforehand. Like not afterhand, not afterhand, 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 bad. doesn't work beforehand. Good, good as much <laughs> beforehand, much more good. Yes. Then 
Uh, totally agree. Totally agree with that. Um, that is a really good point. Four points. Yeah. Four points thank for you, Catherine. Thank you, thank you. Um, I do love the stark contrast. This is kind of an off-topic yes, thing. Yes, but yes, like, yes. When we do, I feel like these yards, we really do like tear up, make a mess. Mm. And then like within a day, everything, like that last day, everything's like- it's sad. Yeah, and we like clean everything, like all the trash is gone and it just makes it look like- Yeah, it's great. It's like magic that last day. It's like, whoa. Yeah, it so is nice. pretty great. <laughs> it makes for a good like reveal. Yeah, even for us. Even for us. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's all covered in trash everywhere. <laughs> um, I think that's a, a good point is setting the expectation of what the conditions of their property are going to be in while you're there. Yeah. Uh, and after you're there, like what is the expectation for lawn repair? Yeah. And we have it in our contracts that damaged turf areas will be repaired with topsoil and seed. Yes. And then sod can be an option for uh, a certain amount per square foot more, yes. uh, depending on how much we tear up and how much, you know, regrading we need, but the topsoil and seed is included. Uh, and then we can tack on as much sod as they want to do. You know, if you want to resod everything, it'll be this much, but that is an expectation that we set from the beginning. And then especially with every different job that we do, there's a different set of circumstances around where we're going to be able to put equipment and yeah. store things like put our trailer. So that's another thing. that yeah, was point. a conversation that we had to have with the client. Like, okay, you have a pretty small driveway. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I thought we might be able to get our trailer in there. The trailer didn't really fit. So yeah. we are keeping our mobile command center there. Yes. But we said we'll have one uh, spot in your driveway that we will be commandeering yes. with our command center. And I told them because their last renovation they had, they had a dumpster in their driveway for like three months or something. Mm -hmm. And they were like, hey, yeah, it's fine. You know, not a big deal. It's, it is what it is. I was like, we're not going to do that. We're just going to strategically order dumpsters like when we need them. We mm -hmm. will fill it up, get them to remove it within a day or two. And we will just do that several times throughout the job so that you don't have a huge dumpster sitting in your driveway or out in the street. Yeah. Um, we'll just have it there for a couple of days, get it out of there and move on. Right. So right, right, right. all of those expectations were set. Uh, let's try to think of an example because we're really, it, it really sounds like we're tooting our own horn here. Like we set the perfect amount of expectations and we really mm -hmm. have this figured out, but there's plenty of times where yeah. there possibly has been a miscommunication yeah. or what's it? Can you think of an example of something that we should have set clearer expectations on? Hmm. I mean, I f not to tune our own, own horn, but I do feel like lately we've been pretty good, good with that. I can't think of any. Example. The one example that I come that comes to my brain is um, that time the one guy didn't pay us. Exactly. That yeah. is exactly what's coming to my brain. We should have set the ex. You know you're gonna have to pay us yeah. the full amount that you <laughs> signed. You gotta pay on at the contract. end. You're gonna have to pay. You're at the end. <laughs> anyway, uh, that I was, digress. I I don't. I guess there was some sort of miscommunication. I don't because even think it was let's like, not even go into that one. Okay. Let's just let sleeping We've already dogs talked about that before anyway. Whatever, yeah. Right? He should have paid us. We didn't get paid. We've moved on. The last on. payment. We we cut our losses. Karma's anyway. real, so yeah. But I do feel like I feel like we have gotten pretty good. And I feel like we've got a good balance with like like I said, like making decisions when and it's never really been a problem. 
Yeah. But like, okay, so. There's got to be something. You started this business. Yeah. Many, many years ago. Many right. moons ago. Yeah. <laughs> how do you think that you are, like, there's got to be an arc here of how you've gotten to this point. So like, how did you, think about when you first started out. Yeah. How were you with, with expectations then? Or sidebar to that. Yeah. Like when you were doing landscaping, which was even more complicated and like. More complicated. What? Well, like, I was cutting grass. <laughs> no. It's like so easy. Sorry, not the work part. I meant the like scheduling and billing. Like, I feel like yeah. there's a lot more complicated stuff with that, especially because you're doing it by yourself mostly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like and managing more clients at once. Yeah. So maybe that was a little more complicated. Yeah. What uh, think? I think at that stage, it was just like kind of obvious that I was like just a kid doing it. Like it, no one was, had really high expectations no, of you. <laughs> yeah. The expectations like, were pretty low. <laughs> it was, you know, like, cause I was doing most of it by myself. Mm-hmm. I started out just like with a push mower in the back of a, so like, you know, people weren't like expecting like <laughs> a well-oiled machine. Yeah, where's my invoice in, <laughs> in the mail on Got this it. date? Like it was just yeah. kind of like, Oh yeah. I would like text people. Be like, hey, you owe me for like four cuts. Please pay me. You know, <laughs> Please. Um, I gotta go to the bar later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would like mail out invoices, but there, it wasn't, that was just the expectations were pretty low with that from okay. the get go. Uh, I guess I would say the biggest struggle that I've had with setting expectations, well, really twofold. Um, it was really hard for me to get to the point where, I felt confident in having that budget conversation and setting a realistic expectation. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that also does come with experience because you need to have built either a wide variety of things to Mm -hmm. know just off the top of your head, like, okay, with these ideas that we're talking, you're going to be in this range and not have to like, you know, do some complex calculations that does come with experience. Um, it's a little bit easier for us, I think, because we are in such a niche that yeah. it's like, okay, you want uh, the project with a deck and a roof and an uh, outdoor kitchen. Like, They're all similar enough where it might take a little bit less time to develop that feel for budget. Mm-hmm. Um, that was definitely one of the hardest things for me to be able to implement like on that first call and feel confident doing it. Uh, because otherwise I would talk to the clients, do a design, especially when I was doing the designs for free. And then it was like, yeah, this is going to be $50,000. Oh, I thought it was going to be $50 or whatever. You know, it was just like ridiculously different. Like there was a, a huge difference in expectations on both ends. So, Uh, that was probably one of the biggest things. And then I would say timeline. Um, and that I feel like it's, it went into its deepest Valley. I would say at some point last year, probably Okay. over the last, like probably 2020 and 2021 really kind of threw us for a loop because we had, COVID and everything and like everything was delayed and stuff was either delayed or people were just using that as an excuse. And, you know, it was just kind of like a wild scene at that time. Right. And then on top of that, the scope of the projects that we're doing got so much bigger. So when things got added or things got changed, it was adding weeks, not days. So when we had 
what we thought was six months worth of work sold ahead of us, that six months worth of work turned into like a year's worth of work because people were adding stuff, people were changing stuff. Um, We were doing bigger things that we had never done before. So it took a little bit more time. All of these things created a perfect storm of time management hell. (laughs) And it pretty much blew our schedule up and it took us really like an entire year to like catch back up with (laughs) jobs that we, you know, set an expectation of timeline and we got way beyond that. Almost everybody was super understanding, was completely fine with it. But now we're finally at a point where we are caught up per se. Mm-hmm. And I think it is leading us to set expectations a little bit differently. Yeah. We're saying like right now we're saying sometime in the fall, sometime right. like essentially it'll be finished before next spring Yeah, at this very moment in time. So those are probably the two client expectations I've struggled with the most. And uh, I will adapt. I will overcome. Yeah. I might fall down. But I won't fall out. Don't get knocked down. Wait. You, <laughs> you can knock me down, but you can't yeah. knock me out. Yeah, there you go. Kendall Peloton. Yep, yep, yep. Love that. Yeah. That, um, when you're asking for examples, that's another thing. Setting um, expectations of like how much you can add while we're there. Yeah. <laughs> A very specific project that, comes yeah. to mind as to why we need to limit that because otherwise yeah. we'll just be there for forever, forever till we'll the end of time at, at certain people's houses. But, yeah. um, and I think that that's, you know, people love add-ons like when you're on a job and you're like, Oh yeah, man, I can, you know, love it, love a upcharge or whatever. Yeah. But you know, some things are just scheduled blower uppers and it changes yeah. the order I feel like we have a pretty good order of operations of how like how we do things. And then when yeah. you're like adding in a bunch of stuff, it kind of really changes the schedule. So that's true. Some people get really excited about like the potential of maybe building a tiny house for no reason. And other people so, have so sorry. to manage I'm their so sorry. expectations. Yeah. Um, and with our schedule, like sometimes it would be okay if people wanted to add things, but they're going to get, those things are going to get bumped to the end of the schedule. You know, yeah. like we can't, just stay places indefinitely because we do have other people that we have set expectations for. Right. Yeah. So that's true. It's another good managing expectations. Lesson and example metaphor for life. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we've talked about the client expectations enough. Yeah. Uh, How long we've been going here? You'd love it when I ask that. You'd (laughs) love it when I ask that. Please. It makes for good radio. (laughs) Oh, how about you guess? I'll say 28 minutes. You are vastly incorrect. Really? How long? 38 minutes. Oh, my God. Almost 40 minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. I was only 10 minutes off. I mean, I mean, for... You were, I knew it was somewhere between yeah, zero like and one hour. roughly 15% off. <sighs> this is only an hour podcast. Okay. Well, let's get to the next things okay, pretty quickly yes. here. I feel like that was kind of the bulk of it. That so was, yeah, that was... Let's get that into... What, before uh, we, before uh, we move uh, past yeah. clients... Oh, yeah. You... Yeah. Now I forget what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> I was going to make you like grade yourself on how your, how your arc has gone. Do you feel like you've gotten significantly better at that since you started your business? Yeah. Uh, yes and no. Um, overall, yes. But 
Always learning, always adapting. Always learning and always adapting okay. because there are these plateaus that you get to where the expectations have risen so much. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the expectations when somebody's spending $10,000 on a job are mm. this high. When someone's spending 200000 or more yeah. on a project, the expectations are a lot bigger. You know, yeah. they are expecting the highest quality, the highest level of design, the, you know, the best service, like yeah. the expectations that come along with growing the project size and growing your reputation are huge. So yeah. with growing a business means the expectations usually grow with it. So that's something I think you're always like kind of chasing and adapting to what the new expectations are for you. You know? That is a great point. Two points for Sean. Oh, two points. Are you, <laughs> do you have the authority? I think so. Okay, perfect. I uh, think it's more time than two, Going into the <laughs> second period. Uh, okay. All right, now we can move on. What's All right, next? H- all right, how about this? How would you grade me on setting expectations since you started working here? Oh, I think that you're great at it. I think that, yeah, really? yeah, I do. I think that's one of the things that you are very good at. I think really? you usually very you clearly. something? Yeah. Oh my God, that's great. You're very good at a lot of things. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. Everyone always makes fun of me at work. Well, I'm not bad at. <laughs> yeah, everyone's mean at work, but in reality, you're very good at a lot of things. That's just and a that's construction site. It's just joking and you can joke about anything on a construction site <laughs> except, except for safety. safety. <laughs> I just made that up yesterday or two days ago. I it was like two that. days ago and you haven't stopped saying it since. I know. This is pretty good. I like that. Um, for the record, we joke about safety all the time, <laughs> uh, but you shouldn't cause safety first. Yeah. Whatever. OSHA's going to come out or whatever. We yeah. always get those comments and it's like, what's the ocean going to do they? with us? <laughs> I would like to hear a story of someone who actually got busted by OSHA. I'm sure there is. And we shouldn't diminish. This is job site. Safety is important. I completely let's, agree. Let's not diminish you should, it. Kevin. No, no, no. You should be safe. Everyone's always just like on our comments. There's like the, no matter what we're doing, it's always yeah, like it's always for like the it, littlest thing. Yeah, so it's, it's like, like oh, most, it's just gonna come because yeah. you don't know how to swing a hammer. It's like what do <laughs> we'll you think like, that they do? We'll be like up on a pick that's like six feet in the air, and they're like, "You're not wearing a harness." And it's like what? You need to put a, what? a harness on your mouth. <laughs> yeah. So I on would your love, keyboard. and I, I feel like people just act like they just like stop by all the time. I I don't. I think on larger job sites they do. Maybe on like union stuff. I don't know. Like when it worked down the shore, he said like OSHA yeah, would be show around. up. Yeah. yeah, they would show up. But yeah, it's one of those things. What were, and uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about setting expectations, no. clients. Uh, no, I was going to talk today? about something else. But are you I sh- okay? I stop are you are you are you, are you are you still with us here? I'm tangenting hard. I should stop. Yeah, stop that. We're running out of time. You're, Next this topic. makes for horrible radio, <laughs> Catherine. So sorry. So no, sorry it's about great. that. No, it's doing great. You're doing a great job. Uh, okay. I made all my good points for the day, and now I'm just checking so out. So you would grade me pretty pretty good? <laughs> yes, I would, yeah. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much. I'm not sure if you're just saying that for the podcast audience, but... No, no, no. I genuinely mean that. Usually, by the time, Ooh. especially by the time we like, like leave a job, the clients yeah. always like love you, and I think that that's... that's a high compliment. Oh, thank you so much. Because we are tearing up their yard and invading their space for many, many days. And they still just like very much enjoy you. So that's Aww, a compliment. That's awesome. Okay. That makes me feel good. On Cinco de Mayo of all holidays. <laughs> uh, okay. How about right. setting expectations for yourself? Yeah. I think this is especially poignant 
for us. You have just gotten done 75 hard. Yeah. Did we ever talk about that? I don't think we touched on that. That you did that <laughs> I did whole it, thing? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, no, I DNF'd it, but well, topic for a different day. Yeah. And <laughs> you were uh, just today talking about setting, like you kind of have a no goal goal for May. Yes. Like you've been setting goals every month uh, around certain like personal growth sort of things. Yes. And especially coming off the heels of 75 hard, you want to just like keep it open-ended because you want to, well, why don't, yeah. you, why don't you explain? Um, so I'm reading Atomic Habits again and which the first time I listened to it, this time I'm actually like taking, I'm reading the paper book and I'm like really taking my time and like marinating on each subject, which I think is just like a lovely way to do it. Mm. And also now that mm. I don't have like a, a, expectation or, or whatever, like a reading obligation, obligation. Man, I really can't think of words, a reading obligation. I feel like I'm really able to like take my time and like soak in what I want to get out of that book. Cause yeah. it's a really good book. It is. One but of anyway, my favorites, yeah. one of the points that they make in it is that don't focus on the goal, focus on like the habit building. And I feel yeah. like I have just existed because even before like, so that was my 2023 goal was every month set a new goal. Yeah because I didn't want to set a year long goal. I wanted to break it up into chunks and do different things. Even before I did that, I was doing, or we were doing like sticker charts. So it was yeah. still like some sort of like challenge to keep myself accountable. When in reality, I shouldn't have to have a challenge to keep myself accountable. I should just form these good habits and then continue them. And I think that the challenges have definitely, like, I'm glad that I did them. I'm not saying that I regret doing them and I'm glad that I uh, like was able to, do those things and keep myself accountable. And it's definitely like reinvigorated this sense of like drive in me. Yeah. Um, but I have been doing these things because of challenges. Yeah. Not because it's just something that I do. So in May, I'm trying to focus on just holding myself accountable for just setting healthy habits, not necessarily just doing it to do it for a goal. Yeah. Cause I think that that book really changed my perspective because goals are fun. And challenges are fun, but at the end of the day, you got to have them healthy habits, you know? Habits over challenges. I think that's a good point. I also, I mean, we've talked about atomic habits many times yeah. and it has been very impactful to me. I, I was just talking about it, I don't know, last week, two weeks ago mm -hmm. that I was getting so focused on the amount of miles I was running that yeah. I was getting out of just... I'm going for a run because I want to be the type of person that exercises regularly and prioritizes their health. Yeah. So when I first read that book, like a little over a year ago, uh, it was like kind of eye opening because I always have been not like a structured challenge driven person, but like yeah. the goal is to get ripped, get in great shape, you know, whatever. And it wasn't, there was always like an end to it. And that's what led me to like always be inconsistent. I'd be consistent for, you know, many months or even maybe a year, but then it would drop off. And then, mm -hmm. you know, just looking at it from a different perspective yeah. of just being the type of person that does these things yeah, and building it into a daily or weekly habit is very beneficial. Yeah. And I think the, the challenge over, the constant challenges kind of w were setting me in the mindset of like, I'm doing something like 
I'm something about what I am doing or who I am is bad because I'm not currently doing this thing. And it's taking away the ability to kind of look back like, and be like, oh, you know what? I've actually come really far. And like, if I were looking at my life now from who I was like five years ago, I'd be like, oh my God, yeah, you have you this great like job that you scumbag, love. Yeah. You don't like, I <laughs> exercise now. I wasn't a scumbag, but I, you, you know, no. <laughs> I was like a, I was a sedentary office worker who was like Aww. not super happy. Now I like, I really enjoy going to work every day. What a luxury that is. I am healthy and my body can do all of the things that I want it to do. Yeah. I am, you know, able-bodied. I can do whatever I want. I can exercise when I want. Like I have come really, really far. And I feel like these constant challenges kind of make it feel like, no, I'm not doing enough or I'm like not good enough or whatever. And like you were saying today, like you lost 30 pounds or whatever. Like that's incredible. Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? (laughs) 75 hard really did a number on you. (laughs) It really messed you up pretty bad, huh? No, it didn't. Yeah. I feel like it did a good job. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Why? I don't know. The whole like, you know, possible eating disorder it caused. <laughs> and then like, if I'm not doing a challenge, I'm not good enough. I'm not. No, I feel, I, no, I, I feel like being, you do I'm that as, kidding. right. Know. But I feel like you do that as well. Like you hey, don't, don't like, fingers, you don't, sorry. Kidding. You don't like take the time to like, look how far you have oh, come. Absolutely. Because even now you're still like, you talk about your eating habits all the time. And like, you know, we've been worried that you might pass out because you're not eating enough. It's not that I'm not eating enough. It's just like um, I've only been eating those Costco snacks. Yeah. And I've only been eating things that come inside of a wrapper. Right. It's just not, it's not a good way to live. But in um, reality, you've lost like 30 pounds and that's, you know, what you set out to do. So you've done a great job. I feel like hustle yeah. culture kind of is good to a point because you don't, if you just keep feeling like you have to hustle and you have to hustle, you don't really get to sit back and enjoy how far you've actually come. Yeah, you you're not I mean? enjoying the journey as much. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's especially applicable to something like exercise or working out or mm-hmm. eating right because it's so results driven. Mm-hmm. Like, I am going to eat this head of lettuce because I want to be skinny, yeah. not like I'm going to eat a salad because it's going to make me feel good right now. It's going right. to give me just regular, you know, energy throughout the day. I'm not going to have a huge peak and crash from eating, say, a whole box of Oreos for lunch. Not good. Tastes so good. Tastes so good. Tastes so good. I love (laughs) Oreos, by the way. Oreos are like, they're the best. Oreos are just so good. And it makes you immediately feel terrible. (sighs) It takes a little (laughs) while for me because I'm eating so many. It takes, (laughs) I'll be eating for like an hour straight. So, Uh, and I used to be the type of person that was like, oh, double stuff. That's ridiculous. Like, just keep it with the regular Oreo. Yeah. You eat enough double stuff and you're like, <laughs> you eat a regular one. Yeah, you're like, what, what is the, this? <laughs> where is my icing? Where's my <laughs> stuffing? Uh, anyway, we just got sidetracked on a whole Oreo thing, but I do think it was important. <laughs> Setting expectations for yourself. <laughs> Bringing it all back together. Uh, yeah. I feel like we have set the expectation for this podcast that we are going to do stuff like that. We are going to go on tangents. We are going to Oh, gonna there's going to be some squirreliness. Yeah, obviously. Uh, hopefully I think our, our audience listeners, that. <laughs> our listeners can let us know, have we set that expectation <laughs> clearly enough that you are not thrown off by this current uh, rambling that we're doing? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So um, what is what? what would you say your new, your current expectation for yourself is? 
Um, I my current expectation is just to ride the waves of life and enjoy where I'm at more. Okay. I feel like I have what? incredibly vague, but yeah, okay. Well, I also kind of think that it's like <laughs> spring, so my brain is just like you know all those memes that are like, well, it's a seventy degree day, and I feel like I popped a molly or whatever. I feel like my brain has switched into just like happy mode recently because it's spring. Oh yeah, and I get to like. I get to go sailing. I went sailing the other day, which I haven't done in months. So I'm like just so happy and grateful for life. So I feel like I've really changed from a very 75 hard mindset to a very abundant wow, and grateful <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah. So it could strictly be like season based, but I feel like yeah. I've worked really hard over the past six months. And now, well, I'm not going to stop working hard. I'm still going to consider like continue with my hustle culture. I'm going to be mindful of, um, acknowledging how far I have come and what I've worked for, you know? Yeah. That's my expectation. Enjoy myself while I'm here, you know? Yeah. Or I'm going to die one day. Might as well enjoy it while you're here. If you can't enjoy yourself, no one else will. I guess. <laughs> What's your expectation? My for expectation <laughs> for myself is to uh, continue to prioritize just being healthier, making healthier choices. Like over the past year, I feel like I've done a really good job of staying like pretty consistent with exercise and eating better. Let's say there's what like an insane amount of honking outside <laughs> with a fire truck. Is this building on fire right now? Uh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, my expectation for myself is to, just continue to like enjoy doing things like running and mm-hmm. working out and incorporating those into my daily routine. Yeah. You know, and not 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 getting down on myself if something comes up for a day and I can't work out and I had planned to where previously with being more goal driven, it's like that would throw me off. Like yeah. if I have a bad day eating or I miss a workout or a run that I had planned, it's like, oh, well, the whole thing's ruined now. Let me just yeah. go off the rails and start again <laughs> on Monday. But that is like the thinking that I th- my brain just like automatically goes to. I'm a, I'm a man of extremes. Yeah. I'm naturally a man of extremes. So I want to uh, just have the expectation of being a little bit more moderate, a little bit more mindful and a little bit more uh, just grateful that I get to do the things like work out and eat healthier and sometimes not eat healthy. Yeah. But not get down on myself and get right back on the horse. Wow. We're just, we're just, we're just learning Uh, and growing out here. We are just full fledged human beings (laughs) on a journey from here to eternity. Do you believe in reincarnation? Ooh. It's kind of out of nowhere, but... Yeah, man. Yeah. Is this our secret question? Because that's a good one. Are we on to that time? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's, <laughs> uh, I guess so. Do you believe in reincarnation? Ooh. I don't know. I would like to think so. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Okay. That's it? That's all you I f- Well, I mean, I, I guess your options are you die and nothing happens. You die, you go to heaven or hell, or you die and you come back. Right? Those are the three options? Uh, 
I mean, if there were more options, it would just be something that like our minds can't even perceive. You know, could be that. Those could be that like, mystery. Those are the three main options that people talk that about. That currently exist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those are the three popular options. <laughs> uh, there might be some sleepers on the side. Right, right, like, right. Oh, yeah. Reincarnation. I think I'll go with that. Yeah. You. What do you mean you'll go with it? I said, do you believe in it? Mm, I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not sure what I believe in when it comes to the afterlife. Okay. What do you believe in? Uh, I think reincarnation of some sort. Yeah. Of some sort. I think that life itself is some sort of energy. Mm-hmm. You know, what takes, what is that thing that turns this hunk of flesh? I didn't mean like hunk of flesh, but you Calling know. yourself a hunk. I yeah, got it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we all got the humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> what is that thing that turns this, how about lump of flesh? Yeah, your into meat suit. Or a meat suit into a, <laughs> into me. Yeah. There's like something. And then when you die, like your heart stops, obviously. But like, what's that thing that leaves you that yeah. made you that person that gave you consciousness? And where does that go? Kind of like an object in motion stays in motion, but for a soul? Uh, No, that's inertia. This is more like uh, just the fact that energy cannot be created or destroyed. It's just transferred. Okay. So that's kind of where my head's at with it. Like, I'm not saying it's like reincarnation in the traditional sense. Like you were bad. So you come back as a donkey. Mm. I don't know if that's the traditional sense. I don't know anything about reincarnation, but like you could come back as a bacteria or the whatever. Mm. Some sort of life. Thinking about that stuff, like, and also like thinking about space really Mm. messes with my brain. Yeah. Like, what if we're all just like, you know, we have this entire universe, but in reality, it's just like a cell in some other larger beings. Oh yeah, toenail or whatever. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, that gets yeah, too meta yeah, for me. Yeah. I can't can't mess around with that stuff. No, but I like the idea of re- reincarnation, yeah. and I feel like you see clips online that are like it's like a little baby, like really dancing or like intently listening to some like really old song or something, and they're like, I know this baby's been here before. Yeah. You ever seen this? Yeah, I like yeah. That. Uh, yeah. That's fun to think about. Yeah. I guess. Fun to think about dying and possibly coming back as yeah. some sort of something. It's a more interesting option than just dying and nothing happening. Yeah. You know? we, just yeah. dying and yeah, being out. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we didn't really get to talk about expectations of business, but maybe we can talk about that on another episode. Yeah. I think so. I think we hit the two big ones. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't. We didn't rush through it. I, th- I think what we learned is there was a lot more to the client expectations than I guess we had previously thought. We yeah. unpacked a lot there, I think. I think we did I as learned well. a lot. You did? So I do want to thank you for that. <coughs> you are very welcome. You I also d- learned a lot. Thank you so much. Uh, you made a lot of great points. Do you have any type of secret question for me? I just mm. kind of came out of nowhere with the reincarnation thing, but... Yeah. No, I don't. Okay, we'll just leave it at that. We One will secret leave it question. At that. Yeah. One secret question for you, no longer a secret. Catherine claims that, yes, reincarnation's real because she saw a baby listen to an old song. Uh, well, happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Happy life and also to you. Well, on that note, uh, this has been the hardworking happy hour. See you next week.